DMVR Draft Podcast. Jake Schwanitz with me. Justin Michael, follow all his stuff. This is his time to shine. College hoops. Our guy's locked in. If you're a betting man like us, you want to stay tuned to what J. Mike has to say. And as always, if you want to stay tuned to what J. Mike has to say, do it on our presenting sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. They are the best. Always more props being added, Jake. And what geniuses over there at the King of Sportsbook where they set the over-under on 40 time for the Combine at 4.27 and a half. So the under or over, we had one under. Just amazing. They never cease to amaze us, man. Yeah, uh, the book knowers are uh, not only rigging the game, they're rigging the Combine now, it seems. It's pretty <laughs> insane. All we could talk about was how these numbers are just absurd it's a new track for the last couple years and um i heard a guy like lance zerline say that scouts are basically uh giving these new times uh they're docking them a 0.07 that's how much faster this track is playing and even with that considered we saw some absolutely insane times jake so track aside, like, do you credit this to the game just becoming more faster and changing and it's not as much about physicality and size? Is it that coaches are actually scouting and recruiting more to these combine tests? And so it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, is there another factor here? Is it the couple months of specialized training these guys have or NIL deals that allow them to take better care of their bodies? I, could be a multitude of factors. You know, it's easy to be like, ah, it's rigged. These times are insane. But I do think there's there's a lot to this. And I think from a scouting objective, there's also something to like when I see Anthony Richardson juke and run away from guys in the SEC or Bijan do that in the Big 12, part of me feels like, man, maybe those guys aren't as fast and as big as NFL defenders but they're at least as fast. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's a combination of everything you said, really. But, I mean, just being on the buffs beat and looking at, you know, the players they're bringing in in terms of these recruits and the guys that are getting these, like, top 200, top 150 rankings, they're just a little small, man. Um, I mean, all the time, it's – I feel like I'm reading sizes that are, like, 5'9", 5'10", 165, 170 yeah. for these skill players. Um, and these are wide receivers, not just running backs at that size. Uh, so I guess the small guys are just getting faster. But I also think, I mean, uh, the new track plays in. I think the style of play plays in for sure. Um, it really, I think it's just a combination of the all and just people getting faster over time, too. I mean, someone's going to run a 4-1 here at some point, and we're going to lose our minds. I mean, yeah. That's true. It's it's like bound to happen. And you're right. The non-football athlete I harp on, it's mm-hmm. he's he's more common. There's more room for yeah. maybe multiple of those guys. And you're right. CU is a great example. Like at least uh, Jimmy Horn and Brian Edwards, right, are two guys who Dylan uh, Edwards, Dylan yeah. Edwards, thank you, are two guys who kind of fit that mold and will be on the field at the same time. And they supposedly ran a four three just a few days ago. So uh yeah, right. it, it it all checks out. So yeah, and I mean Edwards is legit 18. Like he yeah. hasn't been in a division one power five skill uh you know skill and strength position training yet, you know, like mm-hmm. he's got mm-hmm. several years to get under his belt of perfecting that and fine-tuning his body. So if you're coming into college running four three eights, what what's that going to look like in three years, man? The sky is truly the limit with some of these dudes. It yeah, it's really going to be insane. Um, we're going to start seeing many combine records. I mean, Anthony Richardson out is out here running or breaking records for jumps and runs for a quarterback. It's just insane. Great segue because um, we're going to start with offense in segment one here. Then we'll get to defense, and then I've got a fun little game for Jakester over here um, in segment three. But yeah, it's going to be a weird combine recap because you're not going to have a ton of losers because that's the Mm -hmm. other factor in this is agents, players have smartened up. If you're not going to run a fast 40, you know what? We're not going to run it at the combine. 
And we might just have a fun excuse come to pro day too. And you're just never going to have a 40 on record that easy, you know? Um, So there aren't going to be a ton of losers, but there will be several. We've got an eye on you because other top guys in the class have raised their level. But let's start with the quarterbacks where Anthony Richardson, what can you see, say about this guy, man? We talked about it. I mean, I remember the first time we talked about him after the Utah game, it was like, wow, this guy as a runner is out of control. He's got a cannon, but it's kind of a loose cannon. But uh, just that run against Utah where he's sprinting on the top sideline, like 70 yards or whatever, I think we all knew then he was special. Um, I mean, (laughs) the numbers are outrageous, dude. Uh, A 4.4, 340-yard dash, a a 40-and-a-half vertical jump, a 10-9 broad jump. Um, and then he tops it all off. You combine all that. The dude gets a perfect 10 in the RAS score, man. Um, yeah. I, there's nothing else to say. I mean, he's everything we thought he'd be in terms of the tools. It's just a matter of putting it all together and coaching when it gets to training camp. Yeah. As you mentioned, we have a lot smaller athletes. So using tools like the relative athletic score, the RAS score is really valuable. And Anthony Richardson has the highest score all time in that metric. So for his size, how he performed athletically is just absolutely off the charts. Cam Newton esque. This top 10, though, of highest performing RAS scores all time for quarterbacks, um may lead to a debate of does do these athletic measures matter for the position? Cam Newton, uh Dante Culpepper, Marcus Mariota, Josh McCown, Tyree Jackson. Zach Conkey from 2017, Stephen F. Austin, Blaine Gabbert, Brett Hundley, Robert Griffin the third, Andrew Luck also with a very high um, score. So actually some of those guys, pretty high draft picks, some decent careers, one MVP. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton feels like a really good comp for Anthony Richardson at his peak. Um, and I think we were both on, like, if you're going to go high upside, if you're just going to go YOLO in this class, you should be going Anthony Richardson over Will Levis, and the Combine's kind of bearing mm-hmm. that out. Yep, for sure. Um, just looking at these historic RAS scores, I mean, Josh McCown was a longtime quarterback in the league, and he was super athletic, but then guys yeah. like Tyree Jackson are right below him who just never did anything. So, um with everything with this process, it's a combination of the film and the, and the uh, analytics. So, Yeah, and it's going to force us to go back, and I'm not sure we need to, like, the eye test checks out with this combine stuff. It's more going back to how much can we believe in Anthony Richardson's development at the quarterback position. Um, Tanner McGee also performs well. DTR, Stenson Bennett, Max Duggan, pretty nice showings. But like DTR, who we think is a really nice athlete at the position, how he performed versus Anthony Richardson, a massive eye-opener and just kind of show of what another tier A Rich is. Yeah, and frankly, it's kind of a tier of his of him at himself. Yeah, it's really so when you look at the RAS score, it's the agility scores and the size that's really holding DTR back. I mean, he ran a decent 40 yard dash, he ran four, five, six, yeah. um, had decent jumps. So he's I also mean, not as big. Right. Yeah. I measured in, um, I don't have it here. But, anyways, I mean, this is a guy who. 6'2, 203, kind of small, like 203 is small, man. Yeah, but I mean, we're giving Bryce Young the the small, you know, notch for measuring in just three inches shorter and what a few pounds lighter too. So I guess DTR is a little small. It never struck me like that watching his film. No, but, uh, not at all. Um, I don't know. This is a guy that I think. I mean, the agility score doesn't matter to me for a quarterback. We've seen Anthony Richardson juke people out of his shoes anyway. Or uh, sorry, DTR yeah, juke people out of their shoes anyway. Anyway, so I don't know. I don't really read too much into this one. Um, his film kind of solidified where I. Th- fall on him so yeah for sure and i think um i think on day three late day two someone's gonna get a really nice backup that was the other thing how Mm -hmm. how i watched this combine is like oh they didn't perform as well cool maybe they will drop to the 60s and denver will have a shot um 
And for example, let's go to running backs where Kenny McIntosh, I do have a loser, kind of underwhelmed, a great dual threat running back out of Georgia, 204 pounds, uh, six foot tall, but only runs a 462, not necessarily matching up with the tape. Um, 462 for a running back is frankly just fine. We'll see how he mm-hmm. does at his um, pro day where he might be able to improve that. Bijan Robinson was the story for his size. Um, he performed really nicely and a couple extraordinary college running backs showed that that college production wasn't just, you know, try hard and IQ guys like Chase Brown, Zach Charbonnet really showed a full repertoire and, uh, you know, a cane and Jameer Gibbs ran blazing speeds. Nothing too surprising there. Yeah, uh, Chase Brown with a really nice 40 time, 4 for really 3. Good. Going back to Kenny McIntosh, though, all he did was do the 40, it looks yep. like. So I yep. don't think we really have a reliable RAS score on him. No. Um, Tink Bigsby, I kind of had my priors confirmed there. Um, kind of has that shiftiness, but the long speed isn't really there around 4, 5, 6. Uh, your guy, how do you feel about your guy, Rashawn Johnson, running the 4, 5, 8? Four five eight, kind of slow, but if you look at the RAS, actually performed really well because he comes in at two nineteen. So four mm-hmm. five eight is more than justifiable. That ten yard split, love that the NFL now has the ten yard split on their site. That's huge. Yeah. One five two is really nice. I think he, um, I think Roshan performed well, and that's a guy, another guy who it's like, oh, slips to round three, round four. Definitely wouldn't mind seeing what, uh what someone like Sean Payton could do with him mm-hmm. um, available to um, any other notes on running backs? Uh, Deuce Vaughn, man. I mean, I, I don't know what to do with the the size and the uh, the height of this guy, but man, he looks good in the combine workouts. Um, <laughs> I don't think yeah. he ran the 40, but he looks great on tape. Uh, I just can't help but think that this guy is going to be a ball player at the next level. Oh, Man, I uh, I feel about him the way people felt about Mackay Becton, <laughs> where it was like, he's just too big, man. It's not going to work. It's He is so small, so mm-hmm. small. And yet, yeah, he's a baller. Like, um, you know, I, I've believed in small backs before, and guys like Phil Lindsay and Austin Eckler have proved me right, so why not Deuce Vaughn? It's just a buck 70, man. It's... Oof. That's a tough position to play out of buck 70. Well, Dre, we looked it up. The Darren Sproles measurements at his combine, same height, only like, what, seven, eight pounds heavier Darren Sproles was than Deuce Vaughn. And that's been the comp, went to the same school and right. everything. So there may um, be some growth potential. Yeah, uh, there should be. Uh, hopefully, at least he's going to yeah. a little bit. No kidding. Um, I mean, we certainly stand a tiny king. He's he's amazing. Like he's he's great to watch. It's just yeah, I think I think there are some crazy concerns there. Um, and I wish Justin was here to talk about him. Charbonnet, you want to take a victory lap on that? That's my guy, man. I mean, put up some real numbers, man. Extremely athletic. Comes away with a an elite res score. Um, I mean the four yard or the forty yard dash seems to not grade out elite. Same thing with the the height and the strength, but. That all showed up on tape for me. I mean, at his size to run as fast as he does, I think that's fine. And yeah. he's commanding enough with his size and strength that he bowls through people consistently. So, um, yeah, Zach Charbonnet is a dog, man. Take your victory lap because I that's think fair. after this performance, he's not dropping to the Broncos. So, no, scratch no him off. Um, fun wide receiver class. We could do an entire podcast on just these guys. Um, Lots of speedsters. Funny how, you know, Tank Dell running a 4.49 or uh, Jalen Hyatt running a 4.4 flat uh, almost seems slow nowadays, mm-hmm. uh, which is just insane. I thought Marvin Mims, the little shifty wide receiver out of Oklahoma, performed really well. He's a really nice deep threat for the Sooners. Uh, jumped out the building. Amazing 40 time. And then Andre Iasovis, the Princeton wideout, big, strong, like um, super fast. He kind of he was sneaky good at the senior bowl, man. And he absolutely blew it up. 
Um, real quick, I've got a tweet from Matt Harmon that I thought was funny. He said, what's awesome about not having done any work on the wide receiver prospects yet is that I don't have to spend a single second on here cope tweeting through any disappointing combine results, protect <laughs> your energy and all that. I related to that hard because uh, I saw a lot of people coping on the timeline with a lot of these 40 times. Um, Andre Isobis was a guy that stood out to me at the senior bowl. My guy, Zay Flowers out here running a four, four, two. Yeah. Um, did you see the comps to um to Tyler Lockett like side to side? Mm. They're forty, their size. Zay Flowers is like almost identical, which is interesting because I that's not a comp I would have thought of. I always thought of Lockett as just that like kind of that crotch rocket. Um, mm-hmm. like that dude's just like compact and like speedy and a special teams factor and a deep threat factor. Yep. Well, flowers is that chop him up like slot. Like he's just going. So he ran really well. He's super small. His RAS score was like average, which it's relative, right? Like for that size, mm-hmm. he kind of had to run like that. Um, but yeah, he had a good showing over under pick 31 and a half for Zay Flowers. We're taking the under, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, and then Jackson Smith and Jigba, those agility times, dude. This shuttle and three cone. Holy brother. Cow. Brother. I mean, That's a slot wide receiver right there. Set and forget. You ever had questions about JSN? Answered right there. First round yep. grade in Sharpie. Boom. Yep. Done deal. Don't care about the 40. He'll run it at his pro day, whatever time it is, as it is. Uh, the tape st- kind of spoke for itself a few years ago. Yes. Obviously hurt last year. I think that's just kind of what we're getting here is a little bit of prospect fatigue just because this is a guy we've been hearing about for so long. Yep. And a lot of those doubts were about his long speed, even though he has like plenty of 50, 60-yard touchdowns in his, in his game tape. Um, I just don't care. Um, I don't care about the 40. He's a good player. Here, here, brother. Um, while people are like working over stupid takes on if Jalen Hyatt's uh 40 time was fast <laughs> enough or not, he blew it up. Um, one five flat on the 10 yard split, his jumps were insane. It'll be nice to see him on the agility drills. Cedric Tillman, his teammate, also had a really nice showing. Um, performed well all around. He's 6'3, 213 really lit it up um, in that Tennessee offense. He's kind of become a forgotten man, very complete wide receiver. Rashi Rice, SMU wide receiver, really disappointed us at the senior bowl for a guy who had tremendous um, production and it really checks off a lot of boxes when you watch the tape. He had a big bounce back week at the combine, didn't run the 40, but... Um, or no, he did four five one and one four nine ten yard split, which is blazing, amazing jumps. He he measures in at six one two oh four. So again, checks off a lot of those boxes. Might have to go back to the tape there after mm-hmm. you know a showing in mobile underwhelmed me. Now uh now he's impressed me. So you know, everything's with a great assault. Again, we could spend half the episode here oh, yeah. if we <laughs> wanted to, but um yeah, and I'm not sure there's any major losers like Quentin Johnson did the jumps and jumped extremely well. He measured in well, but not as big as we thought. Um, mm-hmm. So six, three, two Oh eight. Isn't the six, four, some thought, but he had like absolutely game breaking jumps. Um, yep. And yeah, it's just a really fun class. I mean, tank Dell, my guy, Nathaniel Dell yeah. out of Houston might've been the most disappointing because he's just so small and didn't perform that well. We'll see at the pro day. Let's move on to the tight ends real quick, Jakester, because this to me was a class that really, really blew it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're as advertised. No shit. And maybe better, man, because like, God, Luke Musgrove. I thought I was being a uh, hot takey with my Mark Andrews comp. Uh-uh. 461 yeah. RAS out the gazoo. Like, <laughs> look at these RAS scores. Every single one but one, Braden Willis at Oklahoma, is in the green, like off the charts. Um, obviously, Darnell Washington, as advertised, absolutely like superhuman. He did absurd things at his size. Um, gosh, Sam Laporta out of Iowa. Insane. Tucker Mm -hmm. craft 
out of South Dakota State for his size. Absurd. The Michigan kid, Luke uh, yeah. Shoemaker, really good. Old Dominion, right? I, I feel like yeah. you mentioned Old Dominion. Zach Koontz, my God. These guys are just otherworldly athletes. And then Darnell Washington, on top of everything, has that absurd one-handed catch in workouts. We called it post-combine. This guy's going to be locked in, set and forget first rounder. And that is the case. Almost 35-inch arms for Washington, 264, a full 6'7 with 11-inch hands. My goodness, this man is just scary. You skipped over the highlight of his workout, and that was the sled of Darnell Washington just effortlessly pushing this, I don't know, 200-some-pound sled five yards down the field, and every other tight end is literally chopping their feet and putting all of their strength and drive into the thing, and it's barely moving. Um, I mean, he's going to be that six offensive lineman for whoever drafts him. Um, and the receiving skills were on display too. Uh, I kind of feel bad about where I ranked him now. And I put him at like tight end three below Mayer and uh, Kincaid. So it, I don't, it's just an insane tight end class, man. Full blown freak. It is Dalton Kincaid who did not work out. You are on like, mm-hmm. you better be flying at that Utah pro day. Cause you might be the sixth tight end now. Like, yeah. like these guys literally are putting um, all time numbers up. Let's move on to the offensive tackles. We'll have to be a little quicker on defense. Man, dude, Blake Blake Freeland, the BYU tackle, kind of the story of the day because he mm-hmm. is 6'8", 302, sub 34-inch arms, but just under. But for that size, he just had an absurd workout. And then the big dogs all showed up. Broderick Jones, Anton Harrison, uh, Jalen Duncan, Darnell Wright for a right tackle. Uh, like, you know, like a bruising right tackle, right? Mm-hmm. My God, did he perform well. Um, Skaronsky performed really well, though he measures with sub 33 inch arms. And the two Ohio State tackles who don't test, Dewad Jones, we knew was like bigger than God. Paris Johnson Jr., 36 plus inch arms. What? Jake, Crazy, man. what? Oh, yeah. my God, do I love this class. We've had a lot of tackles classes where guys measured with, like, shorter arms. Not this group, man. Skaronsky aside, these are big boys. We have a lot of, like, A-plus potential on this tackle group. Uh, just with Paris Johnson, those 36-inch arms last year, uh, I believe it was Broderick Jones um, out of Southern Utah had 36-inch arms and ended up being like a fifth, sixth-round steal, I believe, for the Bears. Jameer um, Salier, be... maybe? Broderick is the no. guy out of Georgia in this year's class. No, there's a there's a guy last year. Um, it may not be his name, but he is out of, I think, Southern Utah, and he had massive arms and was immediately a steal for whoever drafted him. Um, so that got my ears to peer up. Uh, and then Cody Mock from North Dakota State yes. is out there showing yep. up too, man. Um, yeah, it's a great class. We could move, I mean, we could move to the interior with that one. Um, where like John Gaines out of UCLA, the guard was just yep. absurd, man. Every single category you look at, he's like top of the list for the O line group. Um, just freaky. Uh, and and then, yeah, the um, highest-profile center, Luke Whippier, out of Ohio State, did well. Slightly mm-hmm. underwhelmed by John Michael Schmitz, the Minnesota guy. Uh, Oluwatmi, my guy out of Michigan, but, you know, you don't want to mm-hmm. go too far. Those guys performed well enough, but maybe lost a little ground to some of their counterparts. Um, yeah, on John Gaines the second out of UCLA, I always go back to this Jordan Reed tweet from a while ago, from a few years ago, um, and he was talking about how uh, it was actually Josh Norris of NBC Sports figured out that the 20-yard shuttle is a great tool to evaluate offensive linemen. There's a threshold time there. It's 4-4-7, um, and historically, a lot of the players that have gone under that have been just fantastic pros. I mean, you look at Andre Dillard, uh, you look at Ali Marpet. Jason Kelsey, uh, our guy Matt Paradis from back then. John Gaines is the only offensive lineman to clear that short shuttle threshold of four four seven with a four four five. So that's um, the twenty yard shuttle, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, he is insane. Like, yeah. 
Look at that. So when you go back to watch some Jack, Zach Charbonnet tape just for funsies, because that's what mm-hmm. you do in your spare time, look out yeah. for John Gaines as well. Okay, we'll be looking forward to that report. Um, of, course. of course, our presenting sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, they are the best, man. And this is the time of year where you want to get in on them, whether you want to do what RK and I do on March Madness, where we take every dog straight up. Um and make a bunch of units, whether you're in on this awesome playoff race in the NBA, whether you're in on MLB futures or draft props, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. And right now, new users who use that code DNVR will get the all-time hookup, place a $5 bet to get $200 in bonus bets If you win, it's an insane deal. It's like hitting a sweet parlay. And then you've got all these bonus bets to play with, with all the bonuses, opt-in, stepped-up parlays, um, SGP insurance, DraftKings has you covered. They are the ultimate sports enhancer. Download the the app now and sign up with code DMVR. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets. Instantly, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code DMVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And then also shout out to Jive Hive. Jive Hive is a virtual dispensary on wheels that will deliver wherever you may be. Best part about them, they offer low pricing because they have no brick and mortar stores. So they have that low overhead. As I mentioned, they can deliver to your job, to your home. Wherever you may be, if you've been out home partying and do not want to drive to pick up your weed, Jive Hive's got you covered. Just visit jivehive.com, it's J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E.com, and get your order delivered the same day or schedule a delivery window. They'll be there to say hi. Head on over to jivehive.com and enter your address to find out if Jive Hive can deliver to your door. Now serving Aurora, Grima Village, Monument, Fountain, and various areas of El Paso County. That's J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E.com. Don't drive, Jive Hive. Booyah. Okay. Defensive prospects coming at you. My, oh my, what a fun little edge class we have. Defense mm-hmm. kind of stole the show, honestly. Like we, yeah. we got all caught up in the offense, but this defensive class, my God, Jake, uh, Nolan Smith, wowzers, wowzers yep. at 238 running. Stupid, stupid times. 438. Um, uh, 41 inch vertical. I'm not even looking at these. It, they're just numbers that you you can't forget. Um, so he was absurd. Luke Van Ness, Lucas Van Ness, as advertised, blew it up. Yep. Um, Isaiah Foskey performed really well. Derek Hall, kind of uh, yes. several Auburn guys, really blew it up. And he he's like a meat and potatoes grinded out edge who then performs like that. Mm, Stock up, brother. Stock up. Mm-hmm. He's he's an easy one to pound the table for a guy like Derek Hall. Who else stood out to you? I mean, I might have like uh missed the lead with the Northwestern kid. I'll let you pronounce yeah. his name. Oh man, don't do that to me. Uh, <laughs> come on, to- <laughs> come on. That's our roles here, my brother. <laughs> going back to Derek Hall, though, this is a guy that really impressed me at the senior bowl, and he just kind of showed it again in the tights at the combine. Yeah, uh, I'm really looking forward to getting to his film. Here we go, Dre. Adetomiwa Adebawari, I guess, out of Northwestern. Hell yeah. He was fantastic. Uh, ran extremely well with a 4.49 40-yard dash. Yeah. Um, I don't have his size pulled up if you could get that for me. Oh, I do have it here. Six foot, 282 with 27 reps on the bench. Uh, jumped out of the combine with 37-inch vert and then a 10-inch or a 10-foot broad vert, uh, broad jump. I mean, he was very impressive. I thought Jose Ramirez out of Eastern oh. Michigan was impressive as well. No kidding. Um, you brought up Lucas Van Ness. He was really nice. How about Byron uh, Young out of Tennessee? Yeah, him too, man. Crazy. Ran Crazy. fast, jumped high. Um, Van Ness is such an interesting one, man. Obviously didn't start at Iowa. He gets George Karlaftis comps. To me, that's way off. Like Karlaftis jumped out of the building and you knew he was just like a fucking mm. brick house, you know, like he, yeah. he he's not going to bend the edge. He's just going to get through your body and he's going to run you over. He's going to find the most direct path. And that explosiveness combined with that power was just going to be hard 
to deal with. So it was a bit of a one trick pony. Van Ness, it's that pursuit. It's which you see in the in the testing, right? It's the ability to outrun guys. To it's that motor, which part of it, it's the backup. So you better be playing with a high motor when you're only getting so many snaps. He what he needs is to be that one trick pony. What can mm-hmm. be that? We sometimes we've talked about anchor traits, right? What's right. that Van Ness anchor trait? trait that makes me pound the table and say hey this guy's we need to lock this guy in top 15 because in three years once he figures this anchor trade out he's going to be one of the five best guys to come out of this draft class you know i don't know what i was doing um i mean all these players they just have stashed on their roster that don't start and make the field um it's literally insane it's crazy that's kind of a consensus right now um and, you know, like that's where the discussion of like Nolan Smith versus Van Ness to me becomes very interesting. They're mm-hmm. both extreme gambles on potential. Smith, I kind of know what he is, right? Like he, I don't feel great about his anchor trait yet. It only comes in spurts, but the, the upside for that anchor trait of being that like speed rusher is obviously off the charts. How about DJ Johnson out of Oregon, huh? Mm-hmm. Insane showing um, for him too. Yeah, he was impressive. Um, are we doing defensive tackles here too, or just defensive ends? Yeah, let's let's move right into the defensive tackles. Uh, defensive tackles, Jalen Redman with an extremely impressive uh, forty time, running four five one. Um, at his size, he's listed at six two two ninety one. I mean, even these defensive tackles guys are like looking more slim and like huh. smaller though, like. Uh, the the northwestern kid. I know he's listed at edge, but like that's a big, I know. like a a small two ninety. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Um, you look at him. I think they were talking about um, God, who were they talking about? I was watching the combine highlights. I think it was the guy from Georgia Tech. Um, Keon White, yeah, yeah. Uh, DJ was like comparing his like combine stats to Aaron Donald. I think, um, just because he was like a little, I think, undersized too. It's just. I don't know the game's changing like at a, at a crazy so rate. So much. Point. Yeah, Kalijah Kansi, kind of the story of the defensive tackle, small, undersized pit defensive That's who tackle. That's I was thinking of, yes. Where have okay. you heard that before, right? He runs exactly. a 467 at 281, doesn't do any of the other tests, only 30-inch arms. Production mm-hmm. good, not Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, some, I mean, I've said it before on the pod. That's like the most sacred tape I've ever seen. Cause it was like, yeah, ah, he's undersized. Let's see how he can handle it. And then it was like, Oh my, he's taking on four fucking guys. Every play, like forget yes. this, like uh question answered. I think he's going to be mm-hmm. just fine. Um, so can see impressive, but we only have one data point. Brian Bercy. I've been calling mm-hmm. him breezy for, two fucking years so that's fun (laughs) and Jervon Dexter who's my guy upside off the charts with both these big uh, penetrating down linemen who can play at that three tech could play at that five tech Bercy you're gonna have to you know it's the injuries that are gonna have to check out Dexter feels like the profile of so many Florida prospects that I've seen over the last two decades where it's like Talents Unlimited, what didn't work out in Gainesville? Was it Gainesville? Was it him? You right. know, and, uh, but, you know, definitely a guy who you'll, you'll roll the dice on in the top 50 for sure. Uh, Tuli Tuli Peloto, too, was listed at defensive tackle, came in only weighing 266 pounds. Yeah, he's but when I, but when I, yeah, exactly. When I watched him in the agility drills or the uh, like on field drills at the combine and stuff, he was moving so good. And you could see the bend like when he was doing the bag drills and everything like he's like you said, he's an edge. I don't know why he's listening at, listed at DT. Dude, the edge class was just awesome. I mean, what's getting buried is Will Anderson runs a four, six flat at two fifty three, you know, almost thirty four inch arms. Um, Lonnie Phelps, who blew up the senior bowl, especially in the game, showed really well. Um yeah, that's a great call out by you um, as well. Mike Morris, who got some hype, the Michigan edge underwhelmed significantly. Mm-hmm. If there's a loser out of this D-line group, it's him. Um, so anyways, man, what what a class, you know, what a class. Yeah. Um, and then let's get into the linebackers here. 
if there's one group I wouldn't spend a ton of time, it's probably these guys. Um, Jack Campbell definitely blew it up. Trenton Simpson, as expected. Um, mm-hmm. Owen Papu out of Auburn. Got to go back to the tape. Like a lot of these Auburn guys really showed up. Mm-hmm. Who stood out to you, man? I thought Anthony Orgy out of Vanderbilt looked impressive too. Uh, he turned in a 905, 9.05 RAS score. Again, undersized, um, only listed at 6'1, 230, but ran 453, had a nice three cone shuttle time, had great jumps. Uh, I thought he looked good in the uh, on field drills there too. And then Jack Campbell, I mean, a 42440 is out of control for the linebackers. Yeah. Uh, Trenton Simpson looked really impressive for his size and the on field drills too. Yeah. Um, How about Dayon Henley? Yeah, he looks good as well. Um, and he's, he's a guy who blew up last year. Right. And I mean, we, he's a guy who got a lot of positive reports from the senior bowl. We weren't as locked into him because our eval was more one-on-one workouts based. Um, mm-hmm. But man, he, he sounds like he might've played his way out of the Broncos being able to pick him. Um, so yeah, it's, it's maybe not an exhilarating uh, class, but, it's a class where again, the game's changing like Noah yeah. Sewell. That's one of our biggest questions is his athleticism. He tested out as a great athlete at two forty six. Like those really a nice showing for Noah Sewell. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Finally, we get to it. Cornerbacks. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Jake, we knew it was a great cornerback class, but this was really going to be a separator. DJ Turner, is out of Michigan. He is the guy who gets you four, that two, six. under on a four two six to that DraftKings sportsbook line. But wow, so many guys whose names are in that first round mix. Deontay Banks runs a four three five. Emmanuel Forbes rubs a four three five. Keely Ringo four three six. Um, Christian Gonzalez four three eight. Cam Smith four four three. Uh, Joey Porter, 446. Tyreek Stevenson, who you like, 445. It was just incredible. Um, like the edges, I think this class goes like 12, 13 deep as far mm-hmm. as guys who are going to get real top 50 consideration. Uh, my guy, Julius Brents, looked fantastic. Uh, Christian so Gonzalez. Yeah. He, he's, what, didn't he have like a 36? <laughs> Or what was it? his wingspan or something was like out of control? I think it was a uh, thirty-four right. inch arm. So I think it was his wingspan. Yeah, um, and he jumped out the building six six three yeah. three cone for Brents. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean that's the other thing is everyone I just listed off is over six foot. So what's their what's their floor? Like put them in a cover three scheme and just have them play trail technique and press yeah. and use that size and speed. Like holy shit, that's so yeah. easy, man. That is so yeah. easy. Just rack up PBUs, man. Uh, Joey Porter looked great. Christian Gonzalez. I mean, I think there were some doubts about Christian Gonzalez's athleticism overall, and he just blew all that blew out of the up. water. I mean, great forty time. Um, that shows up on tape for sure. Uh, who else do we Riley Moss was otherworldly? I mean, we um, talked Iowa just like Auburn, like insane, insane showings from these guys. Um, so no, what a group Clark Phillips might have underwhelmed at least based on how much smaller he is than anyone. We love the Utah corner, Um, yeah, right. Put on the tape, do not worry about it. He is 5'9, 184. No one I would be happier to have on the Broncos playing opposite Patrick Sertan than that dog from the Utes. I hope he drops to being available for the Broncos now. Yeah, he would be amazing. Um, Emmanuel Forbes, I mean, you want to talk about undersized, comes in at only 166 pounds, ran 4-3 in the 40-yard dash, um, had some decent jumps, though. He's another guy, though, that people are going to be like, just turn on the tape, though, but man. What's his height? 60 pounds corner, uh, six foot even basically, almost six one. It's really small, but six foot frame, right? Like, it's like I, Cormani McLean at the NFL combine, right? Yeah, that's what we're talking yep, about. That's true. Yeah, uh, good point. Um, 
safety class underwhelms a little bit. Brian Branch works out as the corners, doesn't run well, but looks pretty good in workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, Sydney Brown, Chase Brown's brother for that, um, played in that amazing Illinois secondary, really shows up. Daniel mm-hmm. Scott out of Cal. Um, you would have thought of him as more of that classic safety who you draft a little later and has all the intangibles, high IQ. He blew it up, man. What a great combo of uh, size and speed. Antonio Johnson, a guy I like out of A&M. Good enough. Good enough. Mm-hmm. Nothing nothing too impressive. But it just isn't the greatest, uh, the greatest group. Yeah, not a great safety class. Um, I honestly don't really think I have any standouts here. I mean, besides the Alabama guys, I don't think anyone really stood out to me. Brandon Joseph, the guy who was playing at Northwestern, then transferred to Notre Dame. Not a great day. Only 4.62 in the 40, barely jumped 30 inches in the vert. Um, Didn't even jump 10 feet in the broad. Not great agility times. Um, Yeah, sucks to see. Indeed, it does. Um, But, man, fun class. Again, I'd set the over-under for, like, Edge and corners combined selected in the top 50 at 25. And I think I take the over. I think I count mm-hmm. more like 26, 27 who, yeah. who grade out that high. It's an amazing group. We we kind of poo-pooed this class some, but um, the upside at some premier positions is extremely intriguing. The upside for you to go to a Nuggets game and sit courtside is in- extremely intriguing as well. Thanks to the homies at Breck Brew. Right now, we already gave out a winner to our Avs um, Ultimate Game Day Experience giveaway, but we still are giving one away for Nuggets. It's to the Thursday game on the 30th against the Pellies, where you can get two tickets courtside row two plus Club Lexus Access, Parking Pass, and DNVR gear. Head to the site, thednvr.com slash Breck Sweeps. That's thednvr.com slash Breck, B-R-E-C-K-S-W-E-E-P-S, and complete the form. We just need a little info from you to get you in the winning and have the time of your life. Must be 21+. plus. Links are also on the show descriptions. Winner will be selected a week prior before the game. Also, the madness is coming. It is March. We've got conference tournaments coming up this week with Selection Sunday on the horizon. So we've teamed up with Run Your Pool to give you all a chance to compete in a bracket challenge um, and compete against us directly and win some money. First place in these pools will win a $300 cash prize and a $75 DMVR locker gift card. Second place, $150. And third place, $50. All that to say, this is free to play. Head on over to play.runyourpool.com slash DMVR to sign up. Um, Some important dates, as I mentioned. Selection Sunday, that is when brackets open this Sunday at 5 p.m. First four play-in games are on the 14th and 15th. And then the 16th, that is when the tournament starts. That is the deadline to sign up for this tournament. Deadline at 10.15 a.m., just before the first game tips off. Again, head on over to play.runyourpool.com slash DMVR. And don't forget to get your picks in when the bracket is live. Shout out to those guys. Can't wait to compete against you all. Yeah, that's going to be amazing. It's free. And uh, yeah, you get to compete against the whole draft crew and fill out your bracket. See who can make it. It's amazing. All right, Jake. We've got our combine takes in. Nice class. Nice class. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we talked about, you know, what are the strengths of this class? How good is it really? And there's no point in locking in grades. I'm not quite locked in on most of these, but I'm feeling like about 90 to 95% locked in. I'd still need to do some uh, background work, need to go back and revisit the tape on some. But I'm feeling I'm feeling like there's 20 guys in this class who have first round grades or better. It's actually a class where I don't have anyone graded out. And as a as an elite talent, um, that's really high. That is way higher than I expected coming mm-hmm. into this. And I want you to steer me in the right way. Tell me which of these first round grades am I off on and shouldn't 
be first round grades. Um, and I'm going to start it. from the last of the first round grades. No particular order, but kind of a particular order. Dalton Kincaid, tight end out of Utah. Oh, man. I think the tape still kind of speaks for itself on that one. I do, um, too. I mean, it's it's tough not having the combines, like, stats to go off of. Um, he also does have somewhat of an injury that held him out of the combine, too. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was exactly. Um, so hopefully he's able to compete at the pro day. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I don't it, – it's fine. The tape speaks for itself for me on him. I think that's one of the best cases for maybe knocking him out of this first round grade is, yeah, there's, there's some background stuff, medical, especially we want to see the combine because he's a bit one dimensional. It's more of a receiving tight end. So the combine's going to matter more. Mm-hmm. Skaronsky, Darnell Washington. Mm-hmm. I, I put him in the same tier. Cause to me, they have the absolute highest floors of anyone. Washington edges out Skaronsky just barely. Cause I think the upside's significantly higher. Well, I mean, he showed on tape he could play tackle at the Big Ten level. Um, he's obviously going to probably have to slide down inside with those arms. Um, right. I think I still have him as a first-round guy, though, just on the I tape agree. alone and what he shows. Um, some team is going to just you know, figure, hey, this is probably one of the best like all-around offensive linemen in the class. Like He's going to improve your unit. So uh, I think when it's all said and done, he will be at least in the conversation for first round. So. Maybe gap power scheme. He's not a first rounder, but like, right. You know, Hey, in more of a universal perspective. Um, and then I have Christian Gonzalez, Miles Murphy, Keely Ringo and Cam Smith. Mm. Cam Smith is the one that I'm a little hesitant on. Uh-huh. Um, I can I see think that. The, so Gonzalez Ringo, who was the other one? Murphy, Miles Murphy. Miles Murphy. Um, yeah, gotta see him work out too, round. right? Yeah, but pro day, he'll get his numbers in, it's fine, right? And I mean, Cam Smith, the track record at in the SEC is really high. There's some real dog in him, checks off some important size speed boxes off. Reminds me a ton of Joey Porter Jr., who's in that next group. Um, where I have Joey Porter Jr., Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma. Love that kid. Measures in over 34-inch arms. Three-year starter at left tackle uh, from the time he was a true freshman for the Sooners. So you love that. And then Jordan Addison and Jackson Smith and Jake Bell. Uh Jordan Addison definitely in the conversation. I think, man, I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is someone that will probably fall out. Um, I mean, we already gushed about him. You but think? I, I just think that the NFL, when it comes to wide receiver, they try and go for more the speed and, you know, the the size, you know, your Quentin Johnson types and your Zay Flowers and your Jalen Hyatts, as opposed to just going for a decent slot receiver. I mean, I could, could be completely wrong, but just the way that the NFL has drafted wide receivers over the last few years, um, yeah. If I had to bet, I think I would say he falls out of the first round. Who are the other guys again? Wow. Addison, who you approved, Anton Harrison, mm-hmm. Joey Porter Jr. Joey Porter Jr. is a lock. Um, Anton Harrison, man. I think that uh I think you go back to kind of Orlando Brown Jr. when he was coming out. I mean, not the greatest combine performance. And again, not a great combine performance in terms of like the runs from Anton Harrison. Um jumps not, aren't great either. Not bad. What's I up? mean, relative yeah. athletic. He actually kind of showed up. Right, not bad. So, I mean, I don't know what the RAS score is, but uh, I think that this is a solid player. So, tackles, I mean, any yeah. solid tackles get gobbled up completely early. So, uh, yeah, he's in. That's where I'm at. And the next group has Broderick, uh, Paris Johnson Jr., Tyree Wilson, and Devon mm-hmm. Witherspoon. Tyree Wilson didn't test entirely at the combine, but 36-plus-inch arms. Absurd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, DJ has him as cornerback one. I haven't watched him yet, but uh, I'll just trust yeah. DJ. Yeah, I'll just trust him with that oh, one. He's got some um, dog in him, too. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, the tackles, I think, are definitely in again. Uh, Broderick and uh, Paris Johnson. And then who is the other guy? Tyree Wilson. Oh, yeah, Locke. All of them, they're in. And I think after this, they're all locks. I've got Bijan and Quinton Johnson. Mm-hmm. Quentin Johnston, though, I mean... Divisive for some, yes. 
He is. I've seen a lot of people really kind of dogging on him for the hands and just, I mean, the way he attacks the ball at the catch point, it's not as polished. So uh, I think he's a candidate. Um, I think ultimately a team buys into like the size speed combo, but I think also he may end up dropping a bit towards the tail end of the first round just for some of those concerns, maybe even out of it. So could be Um, to me, you know, as I've always said with drops, or hands, I grade them out and I start looking at high end of difficulty, high level of difficulty mm-hmm. catches. Johnston's like the guy in this class when it comes to high level difficulty catches. Yeah. So, you know, like he does make some insane ones. It's like if you can make those impossible ones, I think you can figure out the easy ones when they come, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. And then Bryce Young, Will Anderson, CJ Strout, and Jalen Carter, who I think we'll we'll have some stuff to talk about when we get into the D line class and kind of some of the mm-hmm. off field stuff with Jalen Carter. Yeah, man. What a I mean, he's kind of just tanking his stock right now. All those other guys yeah. are locked though. I'd put Bryce at one one for that, if that matters at all. But um it's gonna be an interesting conversation when we do get to D line and how we all factor that in. Yeah. So the only question marks are Jalen Carter, Quentin Johnston. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Ham Smith, and maybe Dalton Kincaid. Yeah, the more I think about it, I think Skoronsky is more of a borderline too, mm, just because like of that. the the outlier in terms of the arm length, and you're gonna have to move positions at this point. Yep. Um I still think though ultimately a team's just gonna look at the overall talent at the offensive line and just be like, Yeah, he can help us. So Right. No, I mean, that's what, I, yeah, the floor is just so high to me. That is a first round floor. Um, it's like where I graded Creed Humphrey, you know, like I've, I've just had mm-hmm. these interior O linemen where it's like, yeah, I mean, maybe it's not the sexiest pick. Maybe it's not the most premier value if I was the GM drafting, but like at a certain point. So I, I think we're, we're very much in line with at least 14 to 15 of these guys. There's some a couple last boxes to check on four to five more, but mm-hmm. the top with, of this class is not bad. With Skoronsky, though, I mean, look at Zion Johnson from last year. I mean, he was a guy that was playing left tackle who uh-huh. kind of measured a bit shorter, and it was like, well, he's going to have to move inside to guard. Like everyone kind of figured that before he was even selected in the draft. And that's what the Chargers did. They just drafted him to play guard, plugged and play at guard, and they're pretty happy, I'd say. Right. And I mean, we have seen guys recently, the Slaters, the Benitos play tackle with sub, you know, shorter arms and still work out. And I mean, you know, I, I didn't include guys like Brian Bercy, who I love, Nolan Smith, mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson, Michael Meyer, uh, yeah. Jameer Gibbs, Lucas Van Ness. So Clark Phillips or Zay Flowers, you know, guys we love. Deontay Banks mm-hmm. might might work his way into that group. Like, mm-hmm. there's some upside. Like, the top 30-plus is very intriguing. Yeah, it sucks that the Broncos don't have a top 50 pick because, I mean, even if they had just a mid to the early second rounder without the first rounder, you could still be confident you're, you're coming away with a decent player, but you're right. kind of missing out on the juice of this class now, so... For sure, but it's why if you were to trade, there is some intrigue in getting into the top 30-ish or so. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, it's just a lot of premier skill positions, man. It's a lot of premier yep. skill positions. Yeah. So, all right, man. Always a blast. Thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook as our presenting sponsor. Check out everything Justin Michael is up to. We will actually be back with another position preview this week, but we wanted to move our Classic Friday episode to this Tuesday to give you a full combine recap. Definitely feeling dialed. Definitely feels like draft season. Cannot wait to have more of these conversations with my guy. We have you covered every week, only to amp up as we get closer to the draft. From Jake Schwanitz, Andre Simone, DMVR Draft Pods. Stay safe, stay blessed, guys. We'll be back later in the week.